Hey, it's Gina with the Good News Girl podcast. Welcome to the show. Really glad to have you here. Hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, 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 friends. Welcome to Good News Girl podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'm excited here. I believe I have a word from the Lord. He was stirring this within me in the night season. And it's a little different from the way I typically release things, but I'm just going to read through some scripture here and be obedient with releasing what the Lord has been showing me. So I'm in the book of Jonah and uh, I'm going to read through here, um, starting in chapter one. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. Right there, verse 3, Jonah ran away. How many times do we run away from the the Lord? Now, this is in the Old Testament. This is before the mercy of Jesus. I do want to point out, though, this is rebellion. This is, um, I'm not endorsing this in any way, but I just feel like most of us can really relate to running from the Lord when he shows us things. Sometimes we just run in the other direction. Uh, oftentimes he has to put it before us multiple times before we get it. He is so patient and loving kindness. He has so much mercy and loves us so much. But this is rebellion here. And the story is really, this is such just so wonderful. Um, so he went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he got on board and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. So the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God. So right there, that tells you who's on board with him. Not believers. They threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. (laughs) The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us that we will not perish. And then the other sailors said to each other, come on, let's, let's cast lots to find out who's responsible for this calamity. They cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, tell us, who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? So they're basically just saying, who the heck are you? What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What's your country? From what people are you? He answers, I am a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them. And they asked, well, what have you done? (laughs) They knew he was running away from the Lord because he he had already told them so. I just want to point out too, Jonah went down and fell asleep. And this just points me to a place in in the New Testament and scripture where where Jesus is on the boat, it makes me think of Mark 4. Um, and the, there was a storm. He was with the disciples. And Jesus was sleeping on a cushion. <laughs> so the disciples wake him up and say, don't you care if we drown? I just want to point out that we can have peace. Even though Jonah was being defiant, he was being rebellious, he had the peace of God. He had the identity of God, which he did not abandon. He knew who he was. He wasn't trying to say he wasn't of the Lord. He knew he heard the call of the Lord on him, and he chose not to obey it. Okay, this is the predicament that he's in. But he never abandoned who he was, and he had the peace of the Lord. 
So as we keep um, reading on here, the sea was getting rougher and rougher. So they asked him, what should we do to make the sea calm down for us? He says, just pick me up and toss me into the sea (laughs) and it will become calm. I know it's my fault that this great storm has come upon you. Instead, the men did their best to row back to the land, but they could not, for the sea grew even wilder than before. Then they cried out to the Lord. So these are non-believers. These are non-believers, and they are taking Jonah at his word. So he has authority here, which I think is really impressive. Please, Lord, do not let us die for taking this man's life. But he's, they're desperate. They're listening to him. I also want to point out, Jonah was so confident in just saying, just toss me in, you know, overboard. He didn't care. I, th- I really, truly believe, this isn't in, written in scripture, but I believe he knew his destiny. I, I believe he knew his, um, I, I do believe that he knew that the Lord was with him, even though he was outright just overtly disobeying the Lord, which, of course, I'm not endorsing. Please do not change my words here. Um, so they're crying out and saying, don't hold us accountable for killing this innocent man, Lord, For you, Lord, have done as you pleased. Then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. So they did it. So they have the fear of the Lord. These people actually knew God was real. That's what amazes me. They don't believe in him, but they know he's real, which I feel like there's so so many cases with people that we come into um, who know us as believers, and they see how real the Lord is in our lives, but they're not believers, which to me is is the deception of the enemy with the blinders on people it gives us uh prayer points at this time men the men greatly feared the lord and they offered a sacrifice to the lord and made vows to him so perhaps they did some of them did convert to be believers i don't know what doesn't say here but um it does say that they greatly feared the lord and made vows to him um jonah's prayer now the Lord provided a huge fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. From inside the fish, Jonah prayed to the Lord his God. He said, In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. From deep in the realm of the dead, I called for help, and you listened to my cry. You hurled me into the depths, into the very heart of the seas, and the currents rolled about me. All your waves and breakers swept over me. I said, I have been banished from your sight, yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The engulfing waters threatened me. The deep surrounded me. Seaweed was wrapped around my head. To the roots of the mountains I sank down. The earth beneath barred me in forever. But you, Lord my God, brought my life up from the pit. When my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, Lord. And my prayer arose to you, to your holy temple. This is a this is a confident prayer for someone who is swallowed by a fish in the middle of a raging sea. <laughs> this doesn't say, but you will. You will. It says, you do hear me. You have received my prayer. Those who cling to worthless idols turn away from God's love for them. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice you. Jonah is... Praising God. Sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. He never lost his faith. 
And I love this is this last verse. And the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Jonah praised the Lord before he got his miracle. He praised him for the breakthrough and the miracle before it happened. I called in my distress to the Lord and he answered me. He's saying this in the fish. The Lord answered my prayer in the fish. He said it. So he gave this prayer before he was spit out. I just think that is so amazing. I love that. We thank God for the things that we haven't seen come to fruition yet and know that he is is on our side, that he's making a way. He's our way maker. He's a miracle worker. And then I just want to point out, um, just because th- this parallels with, with Jesus, if you go over to Matthew 12, um, Jesus is talking and he says, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a huge fish, fish so will the Son of Man will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it. For they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and now something greater than Jonah is here. So back into the book of Jonah, chapter 3. Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. See, the Lord had a, a call on Jonah. He had a very specific purpose. And I do believe that there are some things that only us can fulfill. Can the Lord get his work done through other people? Absolutely. Um, when we're disobedient, when we don't hear the call, when we don't step into the call that's been placed on our life, God gets his work done. However, this was a very pointed, specific mission for Jonah. He says, go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim it to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a very huge city. It took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming 40 more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God, a fast was proclaimed, and all of them from the greatest to the least put on sackcloth. It's interesting because the people of Nineveh responded to God. They did. They responded to him, which I think is amazing. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. This is the proclamation he issued in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, do not let people or animals, herds or flocks, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink, but let people and animals be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. So they fasted and repented repentance, prayer, fasting. When God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. So in chapter four, but to Jonah, this seemed very wrong and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? This is what I tried to forestall by fleeting to Tarshish. I knew you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry? Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God 
provided a leafy plant and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort. But Jonah was very happy about the plant. And Jonah was very happy about the plant. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm, which chewed the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind, and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, It would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, Is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said. And I'm so angry I wish I were dead. But the Lord said, You have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and also many animals. I think this is interesting. The Lord provided something for Jonah and then took it away from him and then said to him, you didn't even try to take care of what I provided for you. And I just think that we can relate that to many things. God gives us a gift that we cry out for, and then we do nothing with it, and he takes it away, and we're asking, where did it go? And he's saying, you didn't do anything to cultivate it. You didn't do anything to grow it. You didn't do anything to mature it. Personally, I think when when Jonah went and gave this message um, of of pending doom to these people, and they turned and responded to God, and God saved them, I would say his purpose was right on. Um, God didn't do it, but he was just too concerned about being right with the word that he was giving. He was more concerned about the Lord favoring and honoring his word than he was saving all of those people. And for me, that would be a success. I gave this word that you guys are coming to destruction, and they turned, repented for their ways, and the Lord didn't do it. And so I just think that's very powerful, very, very powerful. The Lord could have done it and was going to do it. It doesn't mean Jonah didn't hear God. It doesn't mean Jonah wasn't accurate with his hearing and completely on. The Lord, this also shows me how the Lord can change. He can He can have his mind set on something and then his mind can be changed because those people responded to the Lord Um and also, you know, Jonah wanted the Lord to honor him over their repentance and turning toward him. And the Lord is just so faithful in, in ways that we can't even imagine. So it's not our righteousness that turns the Lord. You know, it's, it's uh, Jonah was sent in there to do a job. And behind it all, the Lord was, was working to save all of those people. So I do believe his mission was successful, even though he did not. <laughs> but uh, so just some takeaway points. Um, disobedience will end us, end up in, uh, end us up in the, some some murky waters. Um, praising the Lord, though, praising the Lord, keeping faith in our identity and who we are, and then praising Him before we see the miracle or the breakthrough prayer um and then you know obedience to the lord following obedience to the lord and then the beauty of the lord's compassion toward people he just he loves us he loves us whether we are good to him or not um 
And then how powerful a response to the Lord, a people responding, repenting, changing their hearts, and lifting them up to God. And then what we do with the plant that the Lord grows up for shade over us. How do we care for that? How do we cultivate that? How do we take care of it instead of complaining and being bitter and um, dwelling on things that didn't go in our favor, you know? Um, being faithful to the mission, whether it turns out the way we want it to or not. And so, also peace, how we can have peace in the Lord. That verse where, where it says that Jonah was sleeping, even though he knew, <laughs> he knew what was going on. He knew the Lord's response to his disobedience. He was down there with the peace of the Lord resting while everybody else was freaking out. We can have that peace. That same peace was on Jesus um, in the New Testament when they were crossing the water. We can have that peace. So just grab hold of that. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in to the Good News Girl podcast. I am so thankful for my followers and listeners. And this is all God. I do this to release what the Lord is, is giving to me, to give it away. Um, I pray that it helps you. I pray that it um, brings truth to you, that brings insight, wisdom. So I just bless you. I bless you in Jesus' name. <laughs>